Hey, welcome to Tough Drafts, the podcast where four screenwriting gurus share tough notes on first drafts. I'm Steve, and I actually didn't write the script today for a change. We actually have a guest, our very first guest, our friend, the lovely, the talented, the guy who wrote the theme song for Tough Drafts, Smosh's very own... Tommy Bo. Hey, Tommy. Oh, oh hey, hey, what's up? Hey, Tommy. Bah, 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 bah. Welcome to the pod. Thank you so much. It's really cold in here. Yeah. yeah. This podcast yeah, is we're really icy. cold. Here's yeah. the thing is when we write, when the four of us are writing, we're writing so fast with our fingers that we generate a lot of kinetic heat, a lot of, a lot of air friction and a lot of heat. And so it gets very warm. So we like to start our sessions cold because we know that uh, eventually will become very warm and hot in here. Tommy, you know about mm-hmm. these cold showers guys are taking when they get a little uh, hot and I, heavy? I've I've read about them. I actually have, yeah. That's uh, why I have to leave my apartment you, so cold. Yeah, you probably read about them in one of my one of my scripts. I've I've based six or seven around them of people getting <laughs> so hot and heavy mm-hmm. and then having to take a long cold shower that lasts for over an hour you know while i have all you guys here i i, yeah. I have a question about getting hot and heavy so uh-huh. you know let, let's say you see like a sexy woman sexy guy all of a sudden oh. all of a sudden i have Man, a fever stop. and i gain like 30 30 50 40 pounds, pounds. yeah oh yeah. My gosh. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay so that's not just me i just wanted to double check on that boys boys enough <laughs> we have to get to tommy's script but first we we, sh- we should um go to this week's listener question this week's question is how does music inspire your writing? An appropriate question since Tommy is a music man himself. Mm. I'll start, sure. Um, so how, okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a second and dissect the question. How does music inspire your writing? This is always my favorite part when I listen back, when Cody dissects it. <laughs> so, okay, so how does oh, yeah. music mm-hmm. inspire your mm-hmm. writing how yeah. how is for me i just like to listen to it <laughs> i like to maybe it's a little unconventional um but you know i'm a i'm a writer i have odd habits i keep odd hours and i like to sometimes put on some tunes when i write whether it's alternative rock and roll or metal classical uh hip hop um but then how does it inspire your writing? Yes. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, yeah. What? It just wow. it so does it. It does inspire it, though. You're right, Steve. Mm-hmm. It totally does. And it probably actually affects what I'm writing. It probably inspires some scenes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And depending on what I'm hearing. That's funny. I hadn't even thought about that. What a good listener question. Anyway. It is a great listener question. Um, I don't know if anyone else does this, but I like to put on some Billy Joel mm-hmm. and just kind of like zone out, listen to that, you know, that that voice that he has. Mm. Or if I'm feeling more adventurous, I'll put on some Billy Eilish um, <laughs> just to get, you know, just to get like a little bit of energy in my in my in my fingers as I'm writing. You know, you, you were you were talking earlier about your favorite Michael Jackson song. And mm-hmm. um, I guess I just want to hear you say it. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. God, I really love Michael Jackson. Um, thriller is really just like <laughs> truly one of my favorites. Um, thriller, not, it's just like I can't stop writing when I hear that. You know what I mean? So yeah. Good. Oh, Billie Jean's on my girls. Also a good one. 
for me, music doesn't so much as inspire my writing as it does, how do I say this, serve as the inspiration for my writing. I, I love to just turn it on and listen to it. And finally, my fingers start click clacking away. You know, and I'm like, I'm really writing now. And and I just love it. I find it to be incredible. Do you guys know what I mean? Did that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Peter. Yes. So occasionally when I'm about to write, I will put on some tunes. I'll put on some music. And before I know it, I am writing. Wow. 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 It sounds like, Steve, I don't want to speak out of turn but it sounds like music sort of inspires your writing no i wouldn't say it inspires it but it is rather inspirational for me when i begin writing yeah i see that now and i'm sorry to put words in your mouth so i do think every single person who has spoken so far um has been wrong the question is how does music inspire your writing and so for me, and so I want to give you guys just an example of what um, a correct answer would be in this case. Mm. For me, how does music inspire my writing? By sounding good. Oh. Okay. Because oh. it sounds so good and it huh. inspires me. Okay. Now the pieces are coming together yes. for me. Do you see? And do you see how instead the question everyone else answered was, what happened when you put music on? Do you write? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then follow up. How does it inspire you? By sounding good. By sounding good. Sounding great. By sounding good. Music sounds great. Is it? Is it okay to say that here? I hope I don't get canceled. I don't know if that's... Music I... sounds <laughs> fucking sick. Peter. It sounds so good have you guys heard it everyone's entitled to their opinion yeah i mean we're gonna get some we're gonna get some tweets about that oh, okay boy. it just like the the like the drums but not even just the drums also like the it could be like a trumpet okay like it just oh my god have has anyone heard this stuff it sounds so good i can already hear twitter how many episodes mm. in did we make it before uh, we get yeah, canceled the, here you gotta use the word percussion nowadays yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> okay yes so tommy did write a script finally the boys get a night off Ooh, and i gotta say a night off is exactly what i needed this recording right now knowing that tommy wrote the script and not me is like a cool cool shower after i just got a little hot and heavy and before we get into Tommy's script, I just want all the listeners to know you can follow along at Tough Drafts Pod on Twitter. And on Instagram. Or on Instagram at Tough Drafts Pod. So Tommy, please, what should we know about this script? Yeah, so this script means a lot to me. Um, I spent uh, many hours um, calculating, rewriting, uh, really making sure that this captures uh, the energy, essence, and... Um, spirit of los angeles within a sci-fi script oh yeah wow so is this la in the future well, well we, we should get on to the script yeah don't answer that tom <laughs> please don't, don't answer that. you do are, not have to answer should not that. feel any pressure to answer any of these questions mm -hmm. thank you okay that's no. good to know hey i'm andrew and i will be playing the captain hi i'm cody and i will be playing langela Hi, I'm Steve, and I'll be playing President. Hi, I'm Peter, and I will be playing Bub, and 
other characters yet to be named or determined. And I'm Tommy, uh, the writer, and I will be reading the stage directions. Okay. okay. Oh, Tommy, what's the name of your script? The name oh, of the nice. script is The Moon with Two Moons. Oh, I can't wait. Ooh, I have chills. Exterior space, the moon with two moons. We see a large moon with two smaller moons orbiting it. Suddenly, a whoosh as a spaceship flies across the, stre- the screen. Interior spaceship Starfleet Z2. Captain Tin Tin, a handsome yet approachable man with a tight body, sits in, a, in the captain's chair. He commands an android, Langela, to steer the ship. Langela, set the nodule to Palamax. Langela looks up from her hollow watch. Setting the nodule to Palamax. On the hologram panel floating in front of her, there's just one button. She presses it. The ship suddenly comes to a halt, sending loose objects flying. And by the way, Captain Tintin, your body is looking really tight. She giggles, tucks her hair behind her (laughs) ear antenna, and presses the button again. The ship moves forward. Captain Tintin fawns over her. Langela, I hope you know I love you. I do, and you know I... (laughs) I know you can't say love. It's not in your programming. But I know deep down that you love me. An alert rings. The hollow screen appears with a green bulbous frogman with the name tag Bub. Captain, head back to base immediately. The president of the moons, the resident, is asking to talk to you immediately. Interior moon. Can I just pull out really quick? Is that what, is that the right kind of voice that you imagine for a frogman? I just want to make sure I'm getting the essence of this character and... Mm -hmm. Does he, I guess, when you say he's a frog man, does he have the head of a frog on a man's body? Or does he have the body of a frog with a man's head? Because that's how I'm picturing him. Or is it just a guy who loves frogs? That's, you know, I'm really glad you brought this up. Um, I didn't have room in the script to really elaborate here, but it's it's kind of mermaid-esque. Okay. Where um, the top half of him is an obese man Mm. and the bottom (laughs) half of him is a frog body. Okay. So it kind of cuts off like Uh. right below the arms so he's got like human arms but he but he like is always in like a squat position and he's just like okay he's like thick you know and is it a normal size frog that uh is it a obese man atop a you know about something that fits at the size of a hand or so is that correct in my assumption Peter, you couldn't be more right so you're about like (laughs) six or seven inches like long or wide however However, you want to see it, but yeah, you wow. definitely can fit within a hand. Okay. Uh, so your the voice entire was... everything. Top well, not half. the obese top half. I think just the body. Just the frog body. Oh, exactly, guys. Yes, the mm. the little legs are. So imagine a, a human body shrinking as it goes further down and down until it meets a tiny, tiny frog body. So he's very top heavy. Mm-hmm. The, the the frog legs kind of just sit off to the side, kind of floating off the ground because it, they can't really be used. I don't have to really imagine it. Something I see mm. every day. That is a relief to hear, and I feel like I absolutely nailed the voice with that in mind. I would agree. If I, if I were to cast you, you'd have the part right now. There was one word I was a little thrown by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, resident. M M resident. Yeah, that's right. It's the moon president. The resident. Moon president. That makes total sense. Yes, I just had to say it out loud. Okay, resident. Moon president. Awesome. 
So, Steve, wait, were you thrown just by reading it? Like when you were reading it with your mind and you saw it in your mind's eye or you heard it in your mind's voice? Yes. My mind's voice has a thick accent. So sometimes I mm. don't quite know what I'm reading until I say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Got it. The accent is offensive. <laughs> Great. Oh. And I wish it would go away. Yep. But I can't figure out how to make it stop. But yeah, now I understand. I just had to say it out loud. Well, thank you for taking time to uh, establish that. I appreciate it. Thanks. Wait, are you sure this isn't a typo, Tommy, and it's not Mr. Esident? You know how you know it's not a typo, Cody? Because there's no red squiggle underneath it. Mm. And please don't disrespect my script ever again. <laughs> so if, you, if you've been following, Bub just contacted uh, Starship Space Fleet. 2Z, and we are now interior moon castle government building. Bub stands in front of the moon president's desk, aka the resident. Captain Tintin and Langela stand at attention. Something unthinkable has happened. Our moons aren't what we think they are. Captain Bub saw it all, didn't you, Bub? Go on, Bub. Bub! I was on Moon Claria when a moonquake opened up some sort of passageway into the moon's core. It must be hollow. I couldn't see how deep it went because the hole was too small. Captain Tintin, you're the only one with a tight enough body to get in there. It's giving off unstable vibes, like really bad stuff. Moon Galaria, Moon Murakona, and Moon Bevelicentra are counting on you. So I'm going to stop you right there. Um, the the pronunciations are Moon Galaria, Moon Marokana, and Moon Bevelicentra. Oh. Steve, if you could just try to pay attention to what you're saying, to the words you're speaking out loud. I'm honestly, this is again, I re- did read ahead in my head and mm-hmm. the voice is so distractingly offensive mm-hmm. that I was almost telling myself to shut up. Got it. I was like, don't do that. Okay. His name sounds so familiar to me. I was really inspired by Los Angeles, you know, mm, like music. Mm. Yeah. Like just like music, I was inspired by Los Angeles. Los Angeles itself like makes me, you know, right. You know, just being here. Anyway, exterior Galaria crater. Bub leads Captain Tintin and Langela through a sandy desert. Arisen out of the ground is a chrome cave-like structure with a small slit as its opening. Mmm. Look at you. Should fit perfectly. Now get on in there. Bub slaps Captain Tintin's ass. The momentum of the slap sends Captain Tintin flying into the slot, low gravity. Langela folds herself into two dimensions and slides in behind him. She's a robot. Tommy, I love the use of parenthetical here. Mm Mm-hmm. As a reader, I do have to say, when you started this sentence, Bub slaps Captain Tintin's ass, the momentum of a slap sends Captain Tintin flying into the slot. Mm -hmm. My immediate thought was like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm -hmm. What? What the fuck? And then, lo and behold, my writer, my guide through hell, put a little parenthetical and said, low gravity, that's what's happening here. And it makes all, it makes complete sense, right? Yeah. Wow. I love this. Yeah. I... And I, I would love to just say really quick, I'm, I'm picking up on thematically the importance of Captain Tintin's tight, tight body. Hmm. I see, I see you've picked up on that. See, I, did, I didn't want to make it too obvious. Yeah. Um, I wanted to just lace it in there. But he really, because of his tight, tight body, he can fit into this, this mysterious yes, uh, hole. That's, that, you yeah, know, you, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking about oh, when this good, was happening. Oh, good. You got it. Yeah. 
Oh my god, that's I just I love dissecting movies. I'm sorry, I love I love just thinking about the deeper themes of things, and this is just one that I couldn't wait. I was just like, no, you're doing something intelligent here. Thank you. You're not just you're. There is something meaningful and dare I say, uh, inspirational. Thank you about Thank this. You. I'm excited for you to pick apart um, the the upcoming uh, hidden things in the script. Yeah. Oh. Oh, there's more. There's mean, more. There's there's another theme besides there's Captain Tidtit's tight body. That is intriguing to me. I can't remember the last time I saw a movie with more than one theme. So I'm really excited uh, about what you're kind of what you're doing here, and all of the thought you've put into this is astounding to me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Should we get back into this? Yeah, let's get back in. Captain Tintin and 2D Langela slide down the chrome tunnel into the hollow moon. When they make it to the core, they're completely shocked. It's moons. A cluster of small moons warble at the very core. Keeping them contained are large rings that encompass each other like a gyroscope. Not moons, moon eggs. Eggs? So that's where moons come from. But not anymore. <laughs> Langela gets 3D again and opens her torso. Inside her is a bomb. Captain Tintin points his laser gun at Langela. Shoot me and I explode. Langela, why? <laughs> Don't you love me? It's not in my programming, but this is. Langela shoots Captain Tintin's right leg. He falls to the ground. Suddenly, a huge moonquake causes the chrome hole they fell through to widen. Through the hole, they see that Moon Marokana has a large mound protruding from it, pointing right at Moon Galaria. Yes, it's happening. The Mariconian Moon Mound, or Mound, approaches the hole of Moon Galaria. The large hole readies itself. The android planet Oi, pronounced Oi, lost its moon in the human android war of 2023. Ever since then, we've been seeking the birth moon and seeking revenge. Langela, please. I'm sorry humans destroyed your moon. Well, I do actually want to talk about what just happened. Mm -hmm. Cody's uh, pronunciation. So, Tommy, this is a question for you as the writer. Yeah. Typically, when you want to like leave a little note for the reader or for the actor... Right. It's in like parentheses. Like I did previously in the... Like you've done in, in the, the past. Yeah. 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 There is a precedent. Yes. Well, I guess maybe was this intentional that you did not put pronounced oi in parentheses, but instead just included it in the dialogue. So, yeah. And it's it's really a respect thing. See, I didn't feel like I, as as a just some guy, had the um, had the right to speak on behalf of the androids. So I wanted Langela to be the one to tell us how that word mm. is pronounced. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I wish you would have the same consideration moving forward, actually. Yeah, Steve, maybe it is that you just don't, maybe you don't know about androids. And so maybe this is a good time to learn. This is, maybe of, I should shut up, listen, and learn. Mm. Stop, drop, shut up, listen, and learn. I don't know either. Heck, I'm learning right now. And when an android says a word, does it maybe, is there maybe a screen that shows the word that they're saying? No. No. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. Even I know that. No. Okay. okay. Cody. Yeah. Never mind. You got to think before you talk, my guy. Yeah, no, no, never mind. Never mind. This never is mind. a place. It's open. We want to be able to ask questions. We want to be able to make mistakes. But mm -hmm. you have to fucking think about what you're saying before you say it. 
You have to use your head. I mean, you yeah. just, you can't say the stupidest shit I've ever heard. No. That's the one rule. It's an open forum. This is a safe get space. To, it's a safe space. We learn together. We encourage all thoughts. All thoughts. All thoughts. But don't you fucking dare yeah, never mind. Never say mind. that. I just thought maybe she had a screen or something. Cody. Cody. Let's, Cody. let's drop Cody. it. Could she doesn't happen. have a screen. It could. She could. <laughs> Cody, if we have to boot your ass, we will. Just move on. Cody. Just move on. Okay, now don't. Cody, don't no, do this. Just move Cody, on. Come on, don't do on. this. Just, just no, move. Okay, I didn't mean to hurt you. We don't I'm want sorry. to. We don't want it to not be fun. Yeah. Look, hey, I'm I'm just like you, Cody. Maybe she has a screen. See? Okay, Andrew. What the fuck? I'm just trying to make Cody feel heard. Okay, he made Andrew. A- I respect what you're trying to do, but you can't just say that. No, two wrongs do not a right make. You're right, and it doesn't even sound okay coming from me. From Cody, I expect that sort of thing, but from me, no way. No. Yeah. We apologize on behalf of the podcast. You're a guest. You're an honored guest. And uh, we just wish Cody wasn't such a fucking piece of shit sometimes. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Let's keep going. Okay. And also, I just before we go into it, um, how free are we to like improvise with this script? Like, oh, can I have great some fun question. with this line? Uh, you're, you're welcome to... Uh, great. That's all I need to hear. That's all I need to hear. No. You're great. welcome. Okay. Just... Great. The android planet Oi, pronounced Oi, which you can see on my screen, lost its moon in the human android war of 2023. Cody! Ever oh. since then, Cody. we've been... Si- what? You can't say that shit. I was having fun, Peter. What you okay. just did, essentially, is make an Italian character spin a pizza on his hand. <laughs> Stereotypes. That's what you just did. What yeah. you just basically did was make a French character spin a croissant on his hand. And don't even get me started on what it would look like if that character was Greek. Yogurt yogurt in his hands. What you just did is basically taking someone from England spinning a biscuit on their hand. <laughs> I Holy. can't watch as you portray this android as if it's some Australian spinning a scrimps or a kangaroo on his hand. These are stere- This is much deeper than that. And Tommy did not bring us some schlocky stereotype written script. Mm-mm. What I, is the next line going to be a friggin' someone from Scotland spinning a Scotch egg on their hand? I mean, what is wrong with you, Cody? I I thought I was just having fun with the ro- with the with the with the android. You know what? For the for the betterment of the podcast and for us all, I think it's best if we just ignore Cody and we move forward. I think that's the best yeah. way that we can, yeah. we can do this. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Sorry again, Tommy. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I will turn down any future invitations, but I do appreciate the yeah. time that we still have here. Okay. Let's, let's go <laughs> okay. for it. Cody, you want to do your line again or you want me to? Just yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I, guys. Thank you. No, this is a place for learning, so, you know, it's good. Okay. We're all learning. We all make mistakes. Voice in my head saying some really offensive things right now. <laughs> just in a, not, I guess not offensive things, just in an offensive way, accent-wise. Mm-hmm. The things are quite innocuous. Yeah, they're pretty I imagine. reasonable. Yeah. It's just the way they're saying those things that right. uh, would have made it uh, perceived as funny 20 years or so ago, <laughs> but now... It's certainly not funny, uh, for good reason. No, yeah. 
the android planet Oi, pronounced Oi, lost its moon in the human android war of 2023. Ever since then, we've been seeking the birth moon and seeking revenge. Langela, please. I'm sorry humans destroyed your moon. As soon as a moon is fertilized, I will detonate myself, creating a black hole. The Mariconian mooned mound penetrates the moon hole, creating a scraping sound that fills the air. Langela has to shout over the sound. If my calculations are correct, which they are because I'm an android, the fetal moon will go through the black hole, traveling through time and space to land perfectly by my planet. The Mariconian mound pauses moving. A deep bellowing groan shakes the air. The top of the mound then opens up. Hundred of single tentacled organisms of light shoot toward the moon eggs. Langela readies her black hole detonator. You're going to kill all of moon manity if you open a black hole here. Please, there must be another way to take the moon. Unfortunately, there isn't. I had to wait a millennia for the moon makers to get hot for each other again. Finally. One of the light creatures phases inside a moon egg. The fertilized moon egg quivers. Soon, Oi will have the ocean tides. We will have a beacon for newly hatched baby turtle robots to follow to sea. And we will again transform from androids into werewolves. The moon egg throbs and doubles in size. It's ready. Langela looks lovingly at Captain Tintin. If only we had met on different moons as different people. Langela, please. Langela goes to press the button on her detonator. But before she can explode, Captain Tintin shoots Langela, who falls back. No. Langela presses the... Langela presses the button and bursts into a black hole. The black hole is clearly out of place as the newly fertilized moon, Egg, crashes into one of the gyroscope rings, destroying it. Galaria begins to crumble into the hole. The captain can't hold on anymore and flies into the black hole. From complete darkness comes colors, lights, sounds, and warped images. The captain sees the humans destroy the android moon. He sees himself as a teenager, as an old man, as a fetus. Suddenly, a harsh white light. Then, interior spaceship Starfleet Z2. Captain Tintin wakes up in his captain's chair. In front of him, Langela is controlling the ship. His leg no longer has a laser wound. He recognizes where he is. It's the beginning of the script. Langela looks up from her hollow watch. Setting the nodule to Palamax. Captain Tintin takes a closer look at her hollow watch this time. It's an email from the end resident, the android president. It reads, commence mission, Moongina has appeared. Captain Tintin sheds a single tear, which floats in front of him. Low gravity. Low gravity, thank you. Yes, that would be such a good place to put it. I should have put that in there. I was a little lost. Thank you, Andrew, for that. Everything else made a lot of sense up until that one. Thank you. Andrew, that's a great note. I'm going to put that in there. Android. (laughs) (laughs) Please, call him Android. If I could, I just, I, I know we're we're right near the end. Um, yeah. I guess something was tingling inside me that there might be a little bit of another theme happening here, mm-hmm. which is that something sexual is going on. 
Peter is like a bloodhound when there's mm-hmm. another theme. He is the theme hound. I sniff it out. Oh my God. I could just sense something. Yes. You can't hide it from him. I had to, I, as you were reading it, I read ahead and then I read back through it and then I listened to you reading it. And after doing that, I started to realize there's sort of something sexual going on. Mm. You know, Peter, I'm very glad that you um, caught on to that. Uh, when I was listening to Billie Eilish, and I, I had the inspiration of uh, one moon having um, what uh, what a smart viewer might think of as a moonrection. Mm. Um, when I had considered that, I thought this this is actually quite genius, and I'm going to have to hide it though because it's it's a little risque, right? Um, tuck it up into a, the waistband. <laughs> tuck it up into the waistband, exactly. Or in my case. It doesn't quite reach. Smush it in. Yeah. <laughs> smush it in. Yeah. Yeah, just smush, smush it on in. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I just really wanted to hide it, hide that in there. Um, but then I had the other, the other side um, saying that I feel like some people might not understand. So I felt like I could really plant the idea with the word moongina. <laughs> Um, I thought that would be, mm-hmm. that would just kind of, you know, draw your attention to the theme, you know? And Tommy, I just have to say, that's your artist showing. Thank that's you. your inner artist showing. Oh, wait and a second. Tommy? Yeah? Your artist is showing. Your artist is showing right now. It is exposed to us all. XYZ. I love to see it. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Captain Tintin sheds a single tear which floats in front of him, low gravity. He takes out his laser gun and shoots Langela in the back of the head. Her body collapses. He leans forward over her body and presses the hologram button. This causes Langela's seat to eject her corpse into space. An alert rings. Bub appears on the hollow screen. Captain, head back to base immediately. The resident. Tell them, resident, we're about to be the, the, the moon. <laughs> I want to read this as written. Oh. Tell them, resident, that we're about to be the, the moon with three moons. <laughs> that, that is um, a I, great choice. I oh love that. Oh my God, I love that. I can yeah. add that. Would, wouldn't that. you stammer if you just shot the love of your life in the back of the head and then pressed yeah. a button and then ejected her yeah. corpse into space? Yeah, it's the 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 emotion <laughs> is so visceral in that moment. Yes, uh, the 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 captain <laughs> cannot express it through his voice, yeah. so right. he expresses it through the. The, the 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 stammer. And That's Tommy, exactly right. I want to compliment you because in the in the scene direction above this, you wrote he leans forward over her body and presses the hologram button. This causes Langela's seat to eject her corpse into space. And I just wish more scripts would do this, where they at the beginning of every sentence they would say what caused what's about to happen. <laughs> In the next sentence. I also love that it's sort of a little twist. 
he presses the hologram button and the and that causes <laughs> the seat to eject her corpse into space. Yeah. That is not what I That's expected what I that button to do. Yeah. Where were we? So the captain uh, has just uh, kind of snuck in the title of the sequel uh, that I will be writing, The Moon with Three Moons. And then we go to Interior Oi Classroom. A teacher android has been reading to the class. He closes his book. And that's how Langela failed to capture the newly created moon named The Grove. The android children all groan in disappointment. Exterior Oi Beach. A lost robot turtle searches for the sea, getting lost in the sand. A robot seagull swoops in and snatches it for nuts and bolts. But suddenly, the seagull is shot down by a laser. It's a young android girl, Lamanda. Her shirt has a picture of Langela on it, torso open, bomb exposed. Langela looks up to the moonless sky. A small object is floating in space. Lamanda wonders if it's Langela's corpse. Title. In space, nobody can hear a moon fuck another moon. The end. Wow. Wow. I didn't have any more lines. <laughs> For the last, like, page. I didn't have any more lines. Andrew, Andrew, it's, I mean, Jesus. It's okay. God. I was looking for it. I was looking for the guy. No. It's a great ending, though, Tommy. That ending is killer. Thank you. What is the theme dog sniffing here? Peter's like a corpse-smelling dog, you know? I am <laughs> sniffing one last theme in your script. Hey, you, you pulled a bit of a hat trick. I believe there are three themes. <laughs> I, From what I'm gathering, theme number one is that the captain has a tight, tight body. Theme number two is that something sexual is happening here. Mm -hmm. And theme number three is that I think there could be a sequel to this. Such a smart guy you are, Peter. Oh, come on. No, no. It's you're you're the smart one. You it's because you're so smart. <laughs> Thank you. Truly. Yeah, I, I really wanted to hide it in there, but you you mean <laughs> what can I say? You really found it. And Peter, since you've since you've really found this script to be so theme heavy? So smart. Theme heavy. And and so smartly written. I I need someone to bounce ideas off for Moon with Three Moons, and I would love to take you on as as someone that would write this with me. Wow. Wow. Oh, I mean What a huge opportunity. Collaboro. Yeah, I'm glad you're I'm glad you asked Peter actually, because I'm actually pretty busy. So this is good. That works out. I noticed you were doing a lot of like meetings and I wouldn't have time to do it. So I'll it's be good. teaching a seminar, so <laughs> I won't have time. Um, uh, uh, I'll be in the middle of teaching my screenwriting seminar. Uh, we're doing um, fourth session, fourth year, fourth, uh, fourth semester. So I'm going to be booked up. I think Peter is free, though. I feel uh, titillated mm. by the idea of this threesome. And it's like, there's like three moons. There's three moons. Well, is there, though? Cody. Cody, Cody, is, Cody. Well, I, I just mean it's the moon with three moons. So isn't there? F that's four moons. If you were to say like, oh, look, it's Cody and three guys. I would not think that I would be included. That's three guys. That's three guys. 
That's three guys. I just got off the phone with Cody. He's got three friends with him. I'm going to go hang with these three guys. Yeah. There you go. Oh, there's Cody and three guys over there. I'm going to go see if the three guys want to hang out. Cody and three guys walk into a restaurant table for three right away. We got you. Come over this way. Obvious. A Cody, a guy, and two other guys walk into a bar. (laughs) So wait, in that that scenario, there's just one? It's just me? No. No. A Cody, a guy, and two other guys walk into a bar. The bartender says, why the long face? Bartender, so a fifth person. Boy, I'm glad... uh... Glad I never tried to order a beer from Cody. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. Here's twelve beers. Uh, there's only three of me. Thank you, Tommy. This script kicks ass. I'll say it, Tommy. This Thank script, you. one of a kind. So good. Hey, so my my lift is actually outside. We've been waiting for a minute. Um, this has been great, though. Oh yeah. Oh, we've had so much fun. Yeah, I could still give you a ride. That's, a, you know, they're already outside. It's fine. Okay. okay. I, yeah, I just brought my car because I thought I was going to give you a ride. Yeah. You normally would have just walked here, but it's okay. That's Yeah, it's really okay. But thank you. Yeah, no. That's... Tommy, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Tommy Bones. That's T-O-M-E-Y-B-O-N-E-S mm. on every single platform that exists, except for Venmo, because I don't want you to find me. Tommy... Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, Steve, you got really small. <laughs> Everything okay? Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Tommy. Tommy, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. I love you so much, Tommy. Tommy, do you want to do the honors of signing off? Do you know our signature sign-off? Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Yes. And always remember to... Yes. 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 Please fuck off. Fuck off. off, Please fuck off. Please. Thank you so much for fucking off. Thank you so much. Thank you for fucking off. Thank you for fucking off.